What if I told you there's a way you could be a second shooter at a family session so you can see exactly how the photographer prepares, how they interact with their clients, what they say when they're posing, or when they choose to use fluid motion, what they do when kids might not cooperate or dad might not be in the session. What if I told you there's a way you can see what the gear is that they're using, where they're positioning themselves when they're shooting, what factors they're taking into consideration when they're shooting, what if I told you there was a way you could see what their straight out of camera images look like, and then you could see their editing process too, so you know exactly how they get those start to finish images and those polished ones you see in your Instagram feed. Now what if I told you you could be that second shooter without ever having to leave your house? What if I told you that not only do you get to watch it from home, but you didn't have to remember every single thing you were trying to learn the first time you watched it? What if you could watch and rewatch as much as you wanted? How would that improve your images, your posing, your confidence? Now, what if I told you there is a way you could be a second shooter, not only for one photographer, but 26. That's exactly what you'll experience inside the 2024 online family retreat. Your inspiration will soar, your art will improve, your posing will become more fluid, and your confidence is going to increase so, so much. And honestly, your clients are going to feel so much more comfortable. Head on over to themilkyway.ca slash family retreat. It all gets underway May 29th, and we hope to see you there. When I come home from quote unquote saving people's lives, do you know what I come home to? I come home to those photos that you've taken of me and my family. And while I may be out quote unquote saving people's lives, you create the reminders of why life is worth living in the first place. And to me, that was like the biggest smack in the, like, wait, what? Oh my gosh, you're right. And to have my brother, who's not the smartest guy in the world, I'm just joking, he's brilliant. But <laughs> to have him tell me and kind of put me in my place and say, no, no, you create the reminders of why life is worth living in the first place. And like, that was another one of those watershed moments for me where it was like, you know what? No, what I do is important and I can feel confident in that. Welcome to the Art and Soul Show, where we dive into heart-opening chats on photography, business, life, and that messy in-between. I'm your host, Lisa DeJaso, a mom, a photographer, and entrepreneur, and I'll be sharing honest conversations and advice for photographers with insight on mindset, entrepreneurship, and creativity. The goal of this podcast is for you to be able to gain insights and strategies that will give you real results. Because let's face it, having a photography business can be lonely, but it doesn't have to be. This is a place you can go when you need a boost of encouragement, a kick in the pants, and inspiration to pick up your camera. This is the Art and Soul Show. Hello, my wonderful friends. I am so excited to welcome you back today. Chris Scott and I have so much fun chatting. I swear we could talk for hours. Chris specializes in helping shoot and burned out photographers make the switch to selling prints, not files, as the co-founder and CEO of the Printmaker System by Swift Galleries. He lives in Colorado Springs with his wife and co-founder, Adrian. They're two adorable kiddos one Boston Terrier, and 10 chickens. Now, I wanted to bring Chris on the show as he has a huge wealth of knowledge and a huge heart on sharing his wisdom in IPS and sales mindset. He works hard finding ways to make it easy for photographers to earn more money 
without feeling like a cheesy car salesman or like they're selling their soul. And he truly is an all-around awesome guy who genuinely cares about making an impact on the lives of photographers by helping them stop feeling burnt out and overworked so they can run a business and have a life that feels good too. I am so excited to dive in. Let's get started. I am so thrilled to welcome my buddy, Chris Scott, today. Welcome, Chris. Hello. Thank you for having me. So tell us a little bit about your journey and what you are passionate about. Yeah. So my wife and I were wedding and portrait photographers for about 10 years before we had our kid and we ended up launching some software and like other things took over our lives. But we always had a passion for teaching other photographers how we were getting some of the results that we were because we kind of went through that struggle that I think a lot of photographers go through. Of uh, We started as shoot and burners and then kind of switched over to doing in-person sales. And in that first year of in-person sales for us, though, we were able to take our sales from about $150 sales averages to $120,000 in our first year of print sales. So we were like, hey, this works. <laughs> and we started talking to some friends, uh, other photographer friends about how we had done it. And that just kind of like evolved into now we've started multiple pieces of software and we we teach sales kind of 24-7 at this point. And really, I think to answer the question of what I'm passionate about, I think for me, it's it's really about being able to help other photographers see the same things in their businesses. And, you know, I mean, financially, obviously it made a huge difference to us. We were able to pay off about $40,000 in debt in a year, uh, which is ridiculous to me. But more importantly, I think than that was for me as an artist, I think it really validated what I was doing when I was sitting down, you know, cause I, okay. So I went from kind of sending off an online gallery or just delivering a, a CD, a DVD of images. Cause I'm old. Uh, this was before thumb drives and whatnot, but uh, you know, <laughs> delivering the DVD of images and never really hearing back from anybody, whether they loved them, if they did anything with them to instead, you know, now I'm sitting in front of them, watching them cry, you know, when they see their images for the first time. And, you know, it, we've literally had experiences where somebody handed us a check for $3,000 and then hugged us crying, thanking us for that experience. And I cannot think of a better way to validate myself as an artist uh, and as a business owner than something like that. You know, there was something about this idea of coming from clocking in and clocking out at a day job to, no, I made this money. Like this didn't exist until I pressed that button and I did these edits and I did all of these things. And there's just something really magical about that. And I think for me, it took me from being like, man, can I really do this? Am I really any good at this? To like, no, I got this. And people really value what it is that I do. And that validation as an artist and a business owner was life-changing for me. I think more so than the income that we got from it. And being able to see that kind of confidence in people who were just a month earlier, not at all confident in what they were doing, I think is what really lights me up at this point. Oh, I love it. We're the same. We're cut from the same cloth because right? watching the confidence grow is like, oh my gosh, that's like my sweet spot. I, oh. You know, we, <laughs> we talk about it. We talk about it. And I don't know that people believe us until it happens with them. But we say, you know what? 
you guys see sales tools and courses and education and all this stuff. We don't sell that stuff. We sell confidence. Yeah. You know, we sell the fact that you're going to be able to go into a session in a sales meeting and say, no, I got this and I can do this over and over and over. And people are like, yeah, that sounds like really hypey, Chris, whatever. Yeah. And then they'll come back to us. and They're like, oh my gosh, you're right. Like, I actually feel like I've got this now. And I'm like, that, that is exactly what we do here. It just looks like training and tools, exactly. but it's confidence. It's, you know, it's self-confidence. Like it's the, I got this-ness. I love it. Uh, I totally agree. Totally agree. Excellent. Now, we always hear the story of if my house was burning <laughs> down, besides my family members, family images are the first things that people would save. Now, can you chat a little bit on the importance of printing images and your views of it as more of a service than actually sales? Yeah. And this is such a great question because I think that this is kind of the linchpin for so many photographers is this idea of, I don't want to be salesy. I don't want to feel like a salesperson, but I do want to serve my clients better. I mean, there are literally entire portions of our industry dedicated to this idea of serving your clients better. And, and everyone that's trying to sell you something, you listening to this right now, is trying to tell you that like, look, this is going to help you serve your clients better. I'm now going to pile on top of that by saying that sales, when done right, is service. And the reason is because if you think about it right now, as a shoot and burner, if you if you shoot and burn, then essentially what you're doing is you're handing your clients the files or like sending them through the interwebs or whatever the kids do these days. Uh, you're you know you're getting clients' files and you're saying, well, here's your files. Good luck figuring out what to do with them. And we're obviously not saying it that bluntly, but you're essentially saying like, I hope the 17 year old who's making minimum wage at the CVS pharmacy can help you figure out what you should be doing with these. And in my opinion, that is not truly serving our clients. In fact, we really came to the point where we felt like if there's not artwork on their wall before they're done with us, then we have not done our job. And, and by that, on their wall. I actually mean on their wall. Like we're going to go and physically install the stuff for them at the end of the experience. Because when a client goes through an experience like that, where we guide them through every single step of the process, starting from before the session where we're saying, hey, what do you want to do with these images? Great. You know, let's talk about all of the different options that we have. And then after the session, they can come through and we sit down with them and we say, okay, here are the images that we created for you. Here are the things that we've talked about. Here's what I think should go together. What else do you want to do with these? And really lending our experience and our expertise and our I, so that I have another E word there, you know, so that we kind of lending those things as the professional, I kind of joke around that, like our people are not really like photographers anymore. They're like, uh, like design Sherpas, like they're going to guide their clients along this path, you know, and, uh, and really just help them figure out exactly what to do with these and then go the extra mile by actually installing or hand delivering any of these products so that the client can look back at the experience and say, I really had to do nothing other than answer some questions and show up to the session. And then I have artwork on my walls. Like, this is what people hire us for as photographers. Like, you know, we're not phylographers. People want actual photos. And, and I think we're probably going to get to it in a little while. So I'll, I won't step on my own, uh, my own <laughs> content there. 
I love it. Well, I, you know, it's funny. We, I live in British Columbia and we got evacuated. My parents got evacuated from their home last summer and the summer before. I remember and, that. Right. And the first thing that they took was all of our photos. Yeah. Everything. That is the most important thing. And those photo albums. And as a photographer, I was like, I had this massive light bulb moment because I'm, I'm recently having clients that are having USBs from, you know, 2010 going corrupt or... Yeah. They don't have a, a drive on their computer to read the discs that we used to give them. Right. So like the power of having that service is like it speaks volumes because like we are the most photographed generation that has no evidence left behind. <laughs> exactly. I talk about that all the time. We are we are the most photographed generation in the history of the world and we have the fewest actual photos to show for it and that is not okay. Like there's a yeah. gaping hole in the written history of this generation and you know um there's a trade-off. Like is it convenient? Yeah, but you know I I think about this because a few years ago my wife's grandmother passed away and we went out to their house in Oklahoma, and we were sitting there going through a box of old photos, and we found letters from, let's see, her brother when he was in World War II. And we were reading through these letters, and it was just day-to-day stuff. I did these things today. This is the stuff that happened today. It was nothing like, we invaded this place. You know, it was just day-to-day stuff. And even in that, my dad was in the Navy, and uh, he would go out on six-month deployments all the time when I was a kid, and we were really lucky to get even a phone call from him uh, at any point, but we would get letters. And you know, I, I love how convenient. I wish we had the opportunity to do like video chats with him, like you know, the kids these days can do with their parents who are overseas, but there is something to be said for that lack of written history, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Anyway, so I know. that's a tangent, but I I, I, fully <laughs> I know maybe agree with may, you on that. Maybe Atlantis had only they just couldn't print stuff. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's why it's a lost city. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it's it kind of brings up another point of this idea. I, I see these things as connected, and it's this idea. I think a lot of times photographers are hesitant to do prints or to try to sell or something like that, because deep down, there's something inside of them that wonders if what we do is actually important. And I think if, you know, if you were to sit there and really think about it and be honest with yourself, I think there are a lot of photographers out there who say, I don't know if I would really truly consider myself an artist. And is this really important? And I have kind of this personal story to go along with this. And it's my, so my brother and my sister-in-law are both first responders. My brother's uh, law enforcement. My sister-in-law is a LA County uh, firefighter. I literally have newspaper clippings of her, like carrying people out of burning buildings. Like she legit saves people's lives. My brother has been involved in some really big national cases in the U S and again, he literally spends his time saving people's lives. So, you know, a few years ago, he and I were talking over probably Thanksgiving or something, one of these holidays where everybody kind of finally comes back together because we're spread out all across the United States. But uh, we were sitting around, we were talking and he was like, hey, how's work? 
And I'm like, yeah, you know, it's all right. This is when we were still shooting weddings. And I'm like, yeah, you know, it's going pretty well. What's going on with you? Like, tell me all the cool stuff that you've done. Cause he, he does some SWAT stuff and all of that. And he's like, he's like, ah, we, you know, we've done some cool stuff. And I was like, cause really what I do doesn't matter. Like it's nothing compared to what you do. And he's like, well, what do you mean? It doesn't matter. I'm like, dude, I take pictures of like women in white dresses all day. Like you're literally out there saving people's <laughs> lives. And he said, well, First of all, most of my job is actually just paperwork, so let's not glorify it too much. But second, when I come home from, quote unquote, saving people's lives, do you know what I come home to? I come home to those photos that you've taken of me and my family. And while I may be out, quote unquote, saving people's lives, you create the reminders of why life is worth living in the first place. And to me... That was like the biggest smack in the, like, wait, what? Oh my gosh, you're right. And to have my brother, who's not the smartest guy in the world, I'm just joking, he's brilliant. But (laughs) to have him tell me and kind of put me in my place and say, no, no, you create the reminders of why life is worth living in the first place. And like, that was another one of those watershed moments for me where it was like, you know what? No, what I do is important and I can feel confident in that. And for me, uh, you know, hopefully anybody listening to this, that can be a really good reminder for you as well that like, no, this, this is actually important and no, we're not out saving lives, but we're creating the reminders of why it's worth living in the first place. Great story. He's brilliant, isn't he? Right? Like I'm, I'm going to steal that. I'm totally going to steal that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Awesome. I was like, wow, that was really deep, Dave. That Thanks. was super that, deep. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I love it. So one of the biggest ex- objections we often hear is, I only attract clients that want just the files. How do we go about tackling this objection? Man, it's such a good one because the truth is, yeah, you're right. Your clients do only want files, but the reason is because we as an industry have taught our clients that that's all they should want. You know, there's been this pendulum swing from prints back, you know, before we were even shooting digital to files. And we've unfortunately, we've sacrificed convenience for service, or we've confused convenience for service. And, you know, we've already talked about this, but this idea of like, here are your files, good luck figuring out what to do with them. That is not service. It is convenient, but it is not service. So what we need to do instead, though, is start really making sure that we are attracting the right people from the start. And the big way to do that is to show people that there are other options out there. You know, another a, a kind of a different flavor of this question is, I would love to start selling prints, but nobody else in my market is doing it. And, you know, like nobody wants that. Nobody wants it. Everybody just wants files. I would be the only person out there selling prints. And like everybody, I hear this all the time. And they're like, they're using it that this is like this reason to not sell prints. And every time I hear it, I'm like, that's great. That's fantastic that nobody else in your market is selling prints. You want that. Be the person that's standing out that says, look, I can do more for you and be passionate. Like we've been on this call already about why you do what you do. And people will relate to that. You will pull people out of the woodwork who say, you know what? Digitals are not enough for me. Digitals are not good enough for my family, for my kids, for their kids, you know? And um, 
the first thing you need to do is just show people that there are other options out there. We get this from a lot of our members who, who, you know, they go from like, I'm shooting and burning and like, nobody wants anything other than digitals to, uh, we had, we had one, um, uh, photographer named Kate who actually met with a past shoot and burn client. This is a client who already had all of the files and she sold $2,500 worth of prints to that client who already had all the files. And I'm telling her like, look, you keep telling me that like nobody wants these. Clearly people want these and you can even sell this stuff to the clients you already have, right? And it just comes down to showing them that there are other options and being passionate about what you do. Now, is everybody going to come with you? No, you're not going to get everybody to come, you know, because some of those clients are truly are just looking for files, but the ones who come with you will be with you. You know, they're going to say like, no, I understand why you made this change. I understand why you're selling prints now instead of just files, because you're right. I haven't done anything with these photos. And uh, I think that's kind of one of the main things that comes up too, is like, well, how do I transition my current clients over? It's like, well, just ask them, what have they done with the files that you delivered last year? They're going to say nothing. And then you say like, and that's my fault. And that's on me. That's why I'm doing this differently now. So I don't know if that ended up answering your oh, question, I but think it did. I think another objection often that comes up is time constraints too, because I like I'm a reformed people pleaser, and I <laughs> I would never say I'm fully booked. I would always find a spot, even if, if that meant like now I can't grocery shop yeah. or make dinner for my family or ever do laundry or pick up my son. <laughs> like I would put my family at last, and I had to have like yeah. that big realization that oh my gosh, like every yes. That I'm saying is a no to them. Right. And so having this new attitude on, I can't say yes to everybody. I am having a little bit more time that I can start looking at doing something like this instead of loading my schedule with way too many clients. Yeah. So I know that other photographers feel like they don't have that, like they have those time constraints and they feel like they have so much on their plates already. How can they add it in like IPS without feeling like yeah. it's just thing to do on their list that they're not doing correctly. Yeah. So let's approach this from a slightly different angle and let's not talk about IPS anymore. Let's talk about print sales because that's really all I care about. You know, how are you going to sell it? I don't really care if it's in person. I think that that's probably the best way, the most effective way, but let's throw that out for right now. Cause I know that it's also kind of something that is a little prickly for some people. They're like, oh, IPS, like I'm not good enough for that. I'm not fancy enough for that. Right. Yeah, exactly. So let's just throw IPS and let's just say print sales. How do I fit print sales into my schedule now rather than fitting IPS into my schedule? And and to that, I say it's actually really easy because of the technology that we have available to us now today. I mean, you're in Canada. I'm in Colorado. I'm looking you in the eyes while I'm talking to you right now. And then other people are going to listen to this in a few weeks. And like that, all of this is happening in real time for us though. And we can take this kind of technology and we can apply almost all of our process to this kind of technology. So now instead of doing an in-person planning meeting, you jump on a Skype call, you show them some products. You say, Hey, I can get you something like this. And you guys can't see this. So I don't know why I'm actually showing her <laughs> products right now, but um, 
You know, so you jump on a Skype call and you go through the planning meeting there. Tell me, what do you want to do with the images that we're going to create for you? Cool. Tell me about the different spaces where you're going to want some of this stuff. You go through that whole process. Obviously, you're going to probably want to do the session in person because I haven't figured out a way yet for you to do that virtually, but go do the session and then the sales meeting, same thing. You can do these things online through Skype, through, you know, things like, uh, Swift galleries, you know, just a uh, shameless plug there. You can, uh, you know, you can do all of these things and make these things fit. And so number one, you can fit this into a much smaller amount of time than, uh, than it used to take us to do the same kind of thing, driving to and from clients' homes or making sure that the house was clean when people were coming over to our home or making it over to the, you know, the studio in your case, something like that. You can fit a lot more of these in. And really all you need is like a clean spot on the wall behind you and everything else can be a wreck. It's great. You can keep your pajama pants on. You're fine, right? I mean, I got sweatpants on right now. I, I'm business on the top and party on the bottom or at least nap time on the bottom, right? So, uh, so you know, you can do all of these things. And then the other aspect here is that the simple fact is this. When you switch to selling prints instead of files, you are going to make a lot more money. We did the math and we looked at the average sale of all of our members and said, okay, if somebody were to get these sales with the same number of clients that they have right now, it was something like $96,000 a year more that they would make with the same number. But we were like, okay, but nobody really wants to do that if they're feeling all like stressed out right now with the number of clients. Okay, well, what could they do? And we, again, we went through the numbers. I don't have them in front of me. I wish I did, but it was basically like, you can make a full-time income. We looked at in, in the US what the average full-time income was. You can make that in, I think it was like six hours a week with our members average sale. So we weren't just pulling crazy numbers out of everywhere. We were saying like, let's be realistic about this. What is the average sale? Great. If they got this many of these per week, then like they could pull this off. You can make so much more money, which means that you can serve fewer clients better. It's not really about making more money, which that's nice. Again, we talked about it before. That's definitely nice. It definitely takes the stress out of your life. But I'm able to serve the clients that I truly love working with and I can pamper them, you know, so I don't have to take every client who comes through the door. I can pick and choose which ones I want to work with and I can really make sure that that person has an amazing experience with me. And that, that really is what, what we're looking for. I love that because it, it gives you the permission and the flexibility to have that discernment of who you want to work with. Yeah. Because, I mean, when you're loading your calendar with every Tom, Dick, and Harry. That comes through the door, exactly. You're going to have some situations that are stressful. And speaking from experience, like the overwhelm from over-serving and over, you know, overbooking yourself is detrimental to your health and to your family. Yeah. So I, yeah. love th I love that this is like a, such an, a great antidote to put you back in the driver's seat of your business. Yeah, yeah, I love I love that kind of uh, take on it. So, if someone were wanting to start baby stepping into print sales, where should they be starting so they don't get overwhelmed? Yeah, so I would say everybody likes to think that the sales meeting 
is kind of the be all end all of the entire thing. Like if I can just nail the sales meeting, then I'm good to go. And and the truth is, if your client gets to the sales meeting and this is the first time you've even talked about any prints, then it's kind of doomed. Like you might get some sales and that's great, but it's going to be uncomfortable and you won't get the sales that you could be getting. So I would say actually start at the opposite end. So we like to talk about you have to show it to sell it. And everybody thinks that that means at the sales meeting, I'm going to like break out some canvases and be like, this is a 20 by 30. Isn't it great? Buy it. Right. In my opinion, you need to be showing it way before that, like before they ever even hire you. So that means everywhere someone touches your brand, whether it's your website, social media, blog, Anywhere they see your work, you want to be setting the expectation that this is what people come to me for. So show them products everywhere they touch your brand. Instead of doing that teaser post with like 43 different photos, do a teaser that's just a a wall art gallery mock-up of five or six of your favorite images from that session. So now that whole worry of like, oh, they're going to steal the photos off of my blog and they're never going to buy anything. No, they're not because they're tiny on the screen. And you're showing them the final product that you actually believe these photos are best suited for. And they're seeing their images for the first time as a wall gallery mock-up. So they're that natural excitement they have about seeing their images is going to bleed into seeing them as wall art. So like kind of psychologically, you're almost tricking them into being excited about wall art, if that makes sense. So, you know, these types of things, you know, posting things on Facebook, doing little Facebook lives, when you get an order of canvases or framed prints in and being like, Hey, these just came in for so-and-so. I can't show them to you yet. Cause I'm going to go install them, you know, in the next couple of days. But I can't wait for you guys to see these, you know, that kind of stuff, just doing anything you can to set that expectation for anybody who comes across your brand that says, oh, this is different. This is not just digital. like, look what this person is doing They're, You know, they're talking about always installing stuff for their clients that they're showing printed products everywhere. I see their work. When you can do that effectively, it's not possible for someone to go to your website, your blog, your Instagram, and then contact you and expect to get digitals at that point. It's like, no, you saw printed products everywhere you saw my work. And that's what makes, honestly, the rest of the experience so much easier when you get those people in the door in the first place. Because now when you start talking to them about printed products at the planning meeting, it's not awkward. It's expected. Like, of course, I'm going to ask about that. That's all they saw, you know? So it's not this awkward, like transition of like, okay, well, do you think maybe you want some pictures or something like, no, it's like, okay, where in your home do you want to display the artwork that I'm going to create for you? Because of course I'm going to create it for you. Cause you saw it everywhere. Like that's why you contacted me. Totally. Right? Does that make sense? It totally does. It's plenty. Cool. I think the secret ingredient is that seed planting along the whole journey with them. Yes. Because yes. I don't know about you, I, like I've been invited to a friend's house for a party one time thinking I was going for a party. And I, I got there and I was like, what the heck? I'm trying to, either pitching mm-hmm. me for some mm-hmm. business and I was not expecting this. Now I'm feeling frustrated and yep. this isn't cool. But had they planted those seeds along the way, right. I could have discerned if I wanted to even go, if this was for me, right. you know, it gives the power back to the like to you and the client and it makes the transaction so much better than just oh yeah because you, know? you always hear about like bait and switch and yes. that's right and it, like you don't want to be that photographer 
Yeah, this is this is the complete opposite. This is the yeah. bait and feed them the bait. I don't know. I don't know what it would be called, but that's like this is the like you're getting exactly what you, I said you were gonna get. You know, and and we we refer to it as like connecting the dots for your clients. Like don't don't assume that they're going to connect the dots. So you know, you show them all of this stuff on your website. Everywhere they go, they see printed products. Then you get to the planning meeting and you say, okay, where in your home do you want to display the artwork that I'm going to create for you? You choose like exact stuff, the specific galleries, all of that stuff. You start showing it to them on their wall and showing like, hey, look, this is what this could look like on your wall. Obviously, you're not putting any photos in there because this is before the session, but you're saying this is what this could look like on your wall, right? Now, you're going to continue to connect those dots, plant those seeds and build excitement for the sale by going into the session. And as you're shooting, you show them on the back of the camera, oh my gosh, this one's going to be perfect for that spot that we talked about over your couch, right? And again, connecting the dots for them and helping them visualize your work on their wall. And now, you know, when you do something like that, every time they walk past that couch between the session and the sales meeting, they're going to see the image that you loved on their wall in the product you want them to buy in their head at the right size too, you know? So like they're selling that product to themselves. So this is the exact opposite of bait and switch. This is like bait and bait and bait and bait and bait and like just continue to build that. And, you know, like you said, kind of nurture that sale throughout the entire process and being very intentional about how you connect those dots for your clients so that by the time you get to the sales meeting, you say, hey, remember that stuff that you saw in my website? And then you came over and we talked about specific products for you. And then I did that dumb little dance when I got like the shot at your, at, you know, during your session and I showed it to you on the back of the camera. Well, here it is. Now, what else do you want? That's really all the sales meeting ends up being when you have the right process in front of it. It's the, remember that stuff you already told me you want, here it is. Now, what else can I do for you with these other images that you love? Totally. It's going to be clumsy in the beginning. Yeah, absolutely. Right? I think someone smart once said, done is better than perfect. Done is better than perfect. Yeah, we we really like uh, make it work, then make it better as well. So like, yeah, make it work. Just put something out there today. Put something out there today and then make it better tomorrow. You know, um, we talk a bunch about our first in-person sale. Like the very first one that we did was a $6,000 sale. It was ridiculous. It was to a military family. They got the digitals for free. We did the session for free. We gave them the digital files for free. And we were just like, what the heck? Let's try a sales meeting. And, uh, you know, we'll just get one under our belt. And she bought $6,000 worth of stuff. And we're like, oh my gosh, we're awesome at this. This is going to be the easiest thing ever. And uh, so it doesn't fit really well with your like, it's going to be clumsy at first (laughs) until I tell you about the very next weekend, (laughs) our second one, where we made $25. And we were like, oh, okay, quick dose of reality. Got it. This is not going to be simple, but we had proven the point. Like it does work. We know it works. We just now have to figure out how to make it work consistently. And that's, you know, what we did for years after that. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, it's going to be clumsy. There are going to be times where you're like, man, I suck at this. And the truth is, yeah, you do. But why wouldn't you? Like you just started. You just started. You know, my, my daughter is seven. She's starting to to learn how to uh, to ride a two-wheel bicycle. 
And we're having the same conversation. She's like, I'm so bad at this. I'm like, yeah, you are. You're right. But guess what? Everyone was, you know, like your pop pop who rides like a thousand miles a week. He sucked at it too. When he first started riding a bike, like you got this, you just have to keep doing it. You know, anyway, parenting advice from Chris. I love it. I love it. (laughs) Now I love the quote, sell your work without feeling like you're selling your soul. Now, photographs definitely get scared, and I think fear is one of the biggest obstacles to selling more. So what do you think is the biggest mindset shift to overcoming that fear? Yeah, I think the biggest thing that you have to realize is that what you're doing is actually better for the client. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, I don't think you really understand that until you've gone through the process and you've had a client validate that for you. Uh, You know, I talked earlier about that client who handed us a $3,000 check while crying and hugging us. And I'm like, what is going on here? I should be the one crying and hugging her. Like, thank you so much for the money, right? To me, though, that was that moment for me. That was the moment that kind of the light switched on. And I was like, oh, wait this is actually better for my clients. Like, and I think when you can truly believe that, that like what I'm doing as a shoot and burner is not truly serving my client. But if instead I can walk my client through figuring out exactly what they want with these images and getting them that and, you know, delivering it and all of those things, that is actually better for my client. I think that's where the fear disappears where you're just like, no, I believe in this. You know, we talk about this a little bit in the business that we run now, which is, you know, teaching photographers how to sell and providing sales tools and all of that. And when we first started doing this, I felt really weird about being salesy, especially since I was the guy who was teaching people how to sell without being salesy. And I've kind of gotten to this point now where I'm like, do I believe that the product that I sell will change a photographer's life if they implement it in the way that we teach it. Absolutely. Okay, well, then it is my obligation to get that in as many people's hands as possible. And if I don't do that, then I'm doing that person a disservice. And I think when you can get to that point in your business where you say, if I don't sell this thing to that person, then I'm not really serving them. You know, and I think that for us, it really has come to that where it's just like, look, you don't have to buy what we're selling, but I know that if you do, it will work. And, um, and I'm going to, I'm going to do what I need to do to try to get this thing in your hands. Even if I have to, like, if I have to shove it down your throat, I'm not going to shove it down. Your throat. But you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Uh, there really is. It's like almost this like moral obligation to yeah. like get, I know this will work for you. Please just trust me and take it. And, you know, I think when you can get to that point in your photography business where you're saying like, I truly believe that this is better for you, then that fear of selling to somebody just goes away. Mm, I love that. Is it so true? Even like our retreats, like I am so passionate about the results our students get. Like I just like, I am lit up watching all like, you know, over the next few weeks, we're going to have some incredible transformations. And it's, it's so, (laughs) when we're doing like the promotion, I always just kind of feel like, oh, like, am I mentioning this too much? Am I being like a cheesy salesperson? And I'm like, but it's, I know the results that you'll get. Like, yeah. So I feel like I'm doing a disservice when I don't talk about it. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, and to kind of tie that back in then to the photographer is I really do believe that 
you can fake it till you make it. You can make it work, then make it better. As soon as you have that experience, because even Lisa just now said, we're going to get these testimonials running it, you know, rolling in soon. Like she has these experiences to fall back on when she feels that way. You won't have that if you're just starting print sales. You're not going to have that. Like, I know that I know that I know. Fake it for now. Like, believe that the best representation of your work is in physical form until you have a client tell you that you're right. And at that point, you have that crutch, you have that thing to lean back on when you're feeling a little bit weird about like, hey, no, this is how we do things. We do a planning meeting and then a session and then a sales meeting, whether those are virtual or, or, you know, actually in person, it doesn't really matter. But when you're feeling weird about that process, you can always fall back on those experiences with those clients who hugged you while handing you, you know, multiple thousands of dollars. And uh, I'll tell you what, it's convincing. It is very (laughs) convincing. You're like, oh yeah, no, this is better. This is actually better. So now I want to touch a little bit about products because I know Mm -hmm. personally, like I have gotten overwhelmed with all of the choices out there. Like there's been times when I'm like, okay, so I want to add like this album or, you know, this standout. And I'm like, I don't even know where to look, where to start. So then I go do nothing. Yeah, exactly. So I know that you you love to say, keep it simple, sweetheart approach when getting started with products. What would you say would be the one product that photographers could start with? Yeah. So in my opinion, the one product you should start with would be either a framed and matted print or a gallery wrapped canvas. I think that they just have the biggest staying power, like kind of they're going to be the most timeless products. If you would have asked me this 10 years ago, I would have said canvases, but I think I'm getting old now and I'm like, no, a traditional, maybe not big and gold and like frilly, but like a traditional framed and matted print is, that's basically all I want at this point. But I think that if you can just add that, that is an amazing place to start. And even if it's just one size, like I offer a 20 by 30 framed and matted print. All right, cool. Sell that then use the income from that to buy a sample of some other ones. So another shameless plug, we actually literally put an entire course together to answer this exact question. It's called Pick Price Profit, and it's how to choose the right products for your clients and then how to price those products and how to do it in a way that is like specific to you and your situation rather than I'm going to just like look at the photographer down the street and find out what she, you know, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You're listening right now. You know, it's tempted at least to like submit that, that like form on your competitor's website to like get their pricing. Don't do it. Like figure out what your numbers are and what you need to make. And that's what pick price profit does. It walks you through choosing the right products, pricing those products. And then all the way to the end of like, this is the exact set of products that I need to sell per session to hit my financial goals each year. So it's, I'm really proud of it. It's, it's a pretty cool little course, but uh, yeah, that was pick price profit. But again, if you don't want to go buy the course, okay, start with framed and matted prints or gallery wrapped canvases. I love it. We're going to include the uh, the link in the show notes as well, too. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So I want to know if you can share a success story of maybe one of your star students who has seen a massive, you know, I'm sure there's a million stories that you could probably share, yeah. uh, who's had success with print sales. 
Yeah. So I think my favorite one is a photographer down in Texas named Caitlin Roden. Uh, she's a phenomenal photographer. She had been a photographer for, I think, nine years when she came across us. But she was in this spot where she was shooting and burning. And it, she was just not able to make ends meet. She the, the market had changed. And she was just like, I don't know how I can compete in this. She'd had some problems with her camera, like her camera was malfunctioning. She couldn't afford to send it in for like a hundred dollar repair, $150 repair, something like that. You know, she was just kind of at the end of her rope. She went to a little local networking group and just happened to meet one of our members, which is awesome to me. And she was talking about like, you know, I just don't know how anybody makes it anymore. And the photographer was like, well, what do you mean? I just, you know, I'm shooting and I'm delivering these things. And like, I just can't do it. I like, I'm getting undercut. I can't, I can't go lower. And the, the person she met was saying like, well, why don't you just sell the like photos, like actual prints? She's like, wait, people do that. Like (laughs) people want that. So she went home, she looked us up and I think this is maybe one of my favorite parts. She signed up for our software, which is cool. But she was like, I don't need the training. Like I can, I'm smart. I can figure this out myself. So she kind of stumbled for a few months before she realized like, okay, maybe I should actually get the training that goes along with it. And it's this idea that like, you know, photographers like to talk about those clients who say like, man, look at that photo. You must have a really nice camera. Right. And we're like, no, it's not the camera. It's the knowledge of how to use the camera. And that's the same way that I look at tools like this. It's like, yeah, you got a pretty sweet tool, but do you have the knowledge behind it to be able to use that tool effectively? So she went anyway, the point is she went in two months after signing up for that education, for the education that went along with it. Uh, she made three times more in two months than she made in the entire previous year shooting and burning. And that to me, like that's crazy. In fact, the way that she talked about it is she went from, I can't afford to fix my camera to almost two months to the day sitting in front of a brand new iMac after Christmas, like between Christmas and new year's. It's just saying like, how did this happen? How did this happen? You know, and like I've talked to her, we keep in touch a bunch. I actually bounce a lot of our business stuff off of her at this point. I'm like, I think we're going to do this. What do you think? She's like, yeah, it's a terrible idea. Don't do that. Right. So um, I talked with her a few weeks back, though, and she said now she makes 10 times more money on one third of the client base. So she's working a third of the amount of time and making 10 times more money. And to me, I'm like, okay, yeah, that's what this is about. Because she says, you know, that's time that now I can just spend with my kids. I don't have to like go through this constantly chasing down new clients. And to me, that's what matters. She's like, yeah, we've been able to renovate the house and we've, you know, actually saved money and we've this and that. She actually had um, all of her, her gear stolen after a, a session, um, I think last summer. And she said, you know, this was, if this were two years ago, I would have been done, you know? And she said, instead I went home, I was able to replace all of it with cash and it sucked. Like would I have rather gone to, you know, Fiji? Yeah. You know, would I have rather gone on a vacation with that? Absolutely. But I had, you know, all of that gear replaced within that week and I carried on, you know? And to me, like, that's where, that's what this is really all about. You know, her being able to spend more time with her family and not have that stress of finances anymore. Yeah. So that's Caitlin. You should check out her website. Yeah. I'm going to. All right. So what's the best thing you've got going on in your life right now? 
Oh my gosh. Um, just in general or like business related? Whatever you want. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, as cheesy as it sounds, just the kids. They're mm. they're just at such an interesting age. Our our daughter is seven and she acts like she's 17. So that's been a challenge. Our little boy is four though, and he is uh, uh, he's just the sweetest little guy. He just He's still at the age where he wants to give us hugs all the time and tell us that he loves us and just wants to cuddle every morning. And I'm like, don't ever change. Like, I want you to be a 17-year-old who wants to cuddle with me in the mornings, you know? Like, they're just... Uh, if you raise them right know, there. They're just, <laughs> they're just fun little humans. So I, I really enjoy... Um, I'm enjoying them right now. A lot. I might not 10 years from now. I'll be like, okay, is it time for you to go to college yet? But today, um, I'm I'm really loving them. I love it. I know they say the days are long, but the years are short. Yes. So yeah. So fast. So, where can our listeners learn more from you, Chris? Yeah, I think probably the easiest thing, uh, especially for people listening to this podcast, would be my podcast. It's called the Printmaker Podcast, and. Um, yeah, that's it. It's called the Printmaker Podcast. You can look it up on iTunes. And uh, I talk about uh, sales, print sales uh, specifically, and kind of just business tips. But we really focus a lot on the sales aspect of stuff and, and how you can do it without feeling like a sleazy salesperson. I love it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. This is always fun. I loved Chris's explanation on why print sales worked for him and his reframe of looking at it less from a money-making sales mindset and switched it to a service mindset that was truly better for the client. That could be just incredibly transformational. And something to ponder for you is, is the client experience you're currently providing the way you can serve or want to serve your clients the best? And my lovely friend, there is no right and wrong. It's how you choose to run your business for success that matters. You can do an all-inclusive business model and be successful, or do IPS or a hybrid model. The choice truly is yours. Now, my goal with this podcast is to empower you to make these hard decisions for yourself. I would love to hear some of your key takeaways from this episode. Shoot me a DM at Milky Way Fun, and I'll see you in the next episode. Hey, if you love this show, you have to come check out the Art and Soul Academy. It's where we take it to the next level. The Academy is full of incredible instructors with actionable tutorials where we focus on your business, your art, and you. Because you are more than just a photographer. You're an artist, a dreamer, a business boss, and a creative. And our goal is to help you create a business and life you are truly excited about. Come check it out at themilkyway.ca slash join.